Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. listening to a video by a, a pastor named Francis Chan and uh, he's talking about some encounters that he's had with Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and he said something that uh, kind of caught my attention he said if you could if you could take somebody and just wash their mind of every religious preconception that they have because you know whatever church you grew up in you have some religious ideas you have some ideas formed about God and the way he is and what pleases him or what doesn't we have a lot of uh, ideas about God and he said if you could wash that from us if you just start with a total blank slate you don't know God you never heard of God you don't know anything about him and all we did was just read this book and give this book to somebody and say, read this ten times and then tell me what you think about God. You know, if you, if you did that, he said, I just don't see, I don't see any way that you could come up with some of the things they believe. In other words, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus was divine. They don't believe, they, they believe that Jesus was Michael the archangel come in the flesh. And how, how can you read this book and and if you, if you start with a blank slate, how could you read this and come up with the doctrine that Jesus is Michael? Or how could you come up with the belief that God was once a man who became a God, who had a father and became a God? And that Jesus was a man who became a God. And if you're a good little Mormon, you can become a God too. I mean, if, if you just, you know what I'm saying? If you started with nothing and all you did was read, how could you come up with that? You know, I don't, I don't mean to get off on this too much, but I pray for those people. I really do. Because they're, they're, they're going down the wrong road. And God loves them, and Jesus died for them. I remember about 20 years ago, let me just share this, you know. About 20 years ago, there was a time where a couple of Jehovah Witnesses came to our door. One of them was an older gentleman, probably like around 70, and I was quite a bit younger then. But I kind of blew him off. I said, no. I don't agree. I know your doctrine. I don't agree with it. Thank you very much. Well, you want this material? I said, no, I'm not going to tell. I'm just going to throw it away. Don't, um, you know, I know what you believe. I don't think it's right. And uh, okay, thank you. And they left. And I started to have a real burden for this guy, this older gentleman. And about 10 minutes later, I just I got my car and I started driving around the neighborhood to try to find him. And they, I finally caught up to them about a half a dozen houses down the road. 
and they were at someone's door, so I kind of waited for him to come back. And he came back, they walked out in the street, and I approached him. I just felt the love of God for this guy. I said, sir, you're getting along in years. Are you sure that what you're doing is right? And boy, he just... Yeah, I'm sure I'm right because you probably don't. You probably believe in the Trinity. You probably don't believe. You probably believe in a literal hell. And you're, they, they, you know, if you talk to a Jehovah's Witness, they'll say the word Trinity is not in the Bible. You know what? They're right. It's not. But the Bible clearly indicates that God is a triune God. He's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he just got really mad and just railed for, and then I just said, just make sure you're right. And I left it. And it just got me thinking uh, about the topic of healing. I just want to talk to you for a little bit about healing this morning. Because I, my, I, I thought I heard those words of French. I mean, if you started with a blank slate, just a blank slate, knowing nothing about God, nothing about His character, nothing about His will, or anything, if you just started with a blank slate, I don't see how you could. And just reading this book, I guess I, I feel like I don't see how you could come up with the idea that God it was not, is not, and always will be a healing God. Now, I didn't grow up believing that. And I had a blank slate because no one ever told me to read my Bible. <laughs> and when I came to the Lord, my wife and I came to God and started walking after God, we started, I started reading my Bible, and I, somebody would say, one thing healing is for today, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for today. Someone would say, no, it's not. And I'm just, I'm asking, and I'm asking God, I said, God, just show me. Show me in your word. I want this book to be my evidence of what, what's right about you and what's not right about you. And I'm not saying I, I know it all. I mean, I'm close, but. <laughs> but no, one, no one's perfect. But I really came to believe that God really God really is a healing God because he's a life-giving spirit. Everything, you, when you read the scriptures, I'll, I want to get into some other things, but when you read the scriptures, everything that God touches, when he breathed into that clay, what happened? It came to life. Why? Because he's a life-giving spirit. When Jesus touches somebody, they, they get healed. Why? Because he's a life-giving spirit. I want us to, I want us to believe I want every one of us, to, when we come together, to say, you know what? Yes, we believe that God is a healing God, and we believe that God heals today, and we believe that God is going to raise up some people that need a touch from God. And what's really kind of stirred me in this is one particular individual that I've heard of recently who doesn't come to this, even go to this, excuse me, doesn't even go to this church. But he's 
young. Probably, I don't know, in his 40s or something, and he's been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and he's married, and he's got kids. And I don't know, but my heart is just, I'm praying for him. Exodus. Exodus chapter 15. Familiar scripture. This is shortly after they went, after the children of Israel, after the Israelites came out of Egypt and, and went through the Red Sea. And they went out in the wilderness for three days. And they found no water. And the people grumbled against Moses. Because they found some water, but it was bitter. It wasn't, you couldn't drink it. And God showed him a tree, and he threw the tree in, and it became sweet. And listen what it's, and, and there he made for them a statute and a regulation, and there he tested them. I'm in Exodus 15, verse 26. And he said, God said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all the statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. God says, I'm a healing God. But, there's conditions. What are the conditions? If you do what's right in my sight. If you give ear to my commandments, if you keep my statutes, if you, if you do those things, if you live for me. So God says, if you want my blessings, if you want my favor, you have to be living for me. You have to be serving me the best you know how. Now I know I'm not saying God expects you to be totally perfect. I'm saying someone who's following after God, who wants to follow God, who's doing their best to, to live for God. If you'll do that, God says, I'll be your healer. And then I was thinking, if I never saw anywhere in Scripture where God healed anybody, I never saw that. If I didn't have Psalm 103 that says, He heals, He forgives all your iniquities, He heals all your diseases. If I didn't have Psalm 107 that says, And He sent His word and healed them. If I didn't have Proverbs 4, which says, The word is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. If I never saw Jesus heal anyone in His ministry. If I didn't have Mark chapter 16 that says, Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. If I didn't have James chapter 5 which says, Call the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. If I didn't have all that, I'd still believe that God's a healer. Why? Because he said he was. Settled. Issue settled. I don't have to have a lot of evidence. I just have to have the word of the Lord which says, if you will walk after me and follow after me, I'll be a God that heals you. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You're a healing God. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. I believe it because it says it in the word. God is a saving God, a healing God, a delivering God, a providing God. He'll do all that for us. And he was, and he is, and he always will be. Why? Because it says in Malachi, I, the Lord, change not. God, is, God doesn't change. You know, the Mormon church, 
for years would not allow any African Americans into their, into their fellowship. Because they said uh, the dark skin indicated that they, that they were under a curse, the curse of Cain or Canaan or something. So they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let anybody in. There are cursed people, cursed of God. That's why they have dark skin. But in 1979, all of a sudden they got a revelation. No, no, that's, no, no, that, that, that's changed. We're going to change now. We're going to say, no, that wasn't quite right. We're going to allow African Americans to become Mormons. Well, you know what? God doesn't, God doesn't do say something and then 1,500 to these 3,000 years, you change. Well, no, I, was, I, wasn't quite, I didn't quite mean it that way. I, I, God doesn't change. If he was, he is. If he is, he will be. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever you see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's who he was, that's who he is, and that's who he always will be. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the one who takes our healing, and the one who became poor for us, that we might become rich. Hallelujah. One thing we can't do when it comes to healing for our physical body, you can't put it all off on God. Well, you know, well, if God wants to heal me, he will. Try that with salvation. Well, I'm just going to hang back, and if God wants to save me, he will. Mm, that's a dangerous slide to be on. No, if you, want, if you want to have your sins forgiven, you have to receive him as your Lord and Savior. You have to turn your life, you have to do something, you have to turn your life over to him. And it's the same with healing. We can't just sit back and say, well, if God wants me to be with No, there needs to be something proactive. There's a part that we play. He's done what he's going to do. It's our, it's up to us. You know, Jesus in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus in each one of those Gospels records a parable that Jesus taught concerning the Word of God. And he said the Word of God is like what? It's like a seed. Remember that? He said the Word of God is like a seed. And he talks about the different kind of grounds that it was planted. And I'm not going to talk about the grounds. You know, some was hard ground, some was rocky ground, some was thorny ground, and some was good ground. He said, the word is like a seed. And I was thinking, what an amazing thing a seed is. I'm just, you know, it's got all this potential for life. But if it's not planted, it, it, it's, it's, like, it's like it's got all this dormant life on the inside of it. And it can sit that way for years and years, for centuries, for centuries. Just dormant, just laying there. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have a use-by date, a best-sell-by date. I mean, it'll last forever. They found, they found seed in Egyptian tombs that grew. Amazing. Oh, it, has, it has life, but the life just is dormant, just laying there dormant. Until what? Until it's put in the ground. And then this, this blows me away. It could be sitting in a tomb in Egypt for hundreds and hundreds of years. And you put that thing in the ground. And all of a sudden, it's like a resurrection. It's like the life that's in it just starts to burst forth. It's amazing. It's amazing. Blows me away. 
if, if the word of God is like that, then there's life. There's life in the word of God that's just laying there, just dormant, dormant, doing nothing. I mean, it's got all this potential, but it's just laying there. What is, what, what is it? It has to be planted somewhere. So, see, see when, when, we, when we consider healing, it's like we have to do more than just believe it. You know, I believe, I, I'm not joking when I say this, I absolutely believe that in about four months from now, if I went out in my backyard and turned some dirt over and put some seeds in there and fertilized it and watered it and kept the weeds out, I believe something would grow. But believing is not enough. If I want something to grow, I got I to actually go and plant it. So it's, it's more than just believing that God's a healer. You got to put some seed in. You got to get some of that life and in, in plant it in your spirit so something can begin to grow and produce. What's it going to produce? Whatever, whatever the seed is, it'll produce. Can I jump? I try. You know, this morning, I think I actually got a little bit of air under one of my shoes. I was jumping. I think I almost left the ground. But there's this, there's this potential in the word of God. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, it says, My son, attend to my word. Attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they're life. They're life to those that find them. Health to all their flesh. I think, I, and I, don't, I don't say this to chastise anybody, but I really feel that one of the major weaknesses in the, in the body of Christ is people don't, they haven't, they haven't planted anything. There's very little, or very little that's been planted. And so we're weak. We're weak spiritually. We have no real spiritual strength. Because there isn't anything in there that's, that's been growing for years and, and has become big. And so, you know, it says you plant that mustard seed, it'll grow. It'll become a tree, the largest thing, and birds will come and nest in its branches. I mean, it'll just be this massive thing, but you can't build that overnight. I read somewhere years ago when they were building these cathedrals back in the Middle Ages, back in Europe, when they're building all these cathedrals, the first thing they would do is, is plant some, some oak trees or some trees. And, those, and as they worked, those trees would grow and grow and grow. And then they'd harvest those trees. And, but it took years and decades for the, for the thing to be built. They'd harvest them and, and turn them into beams for this thing. And they'd last for hundreds and hundreds of years. But the word, hallelujah. And that word, when that word, when that word gets in us, what does it start producing? What comes by hearing? And hearing by the word. It starts producing faith. Faith for what? Faith whatever that seed is. If you hear the word about forgiveness of sin and the new birth and the cross and the blood, you hear, you hear that word, well, it'll produce what? It'll produce salvation. Your, your faith will come alive to be saved. And the same with healing. 
You put those healing scriptures in, you start med- and, and you start meditating on them, and you keep them before you. Derek Prince said when he was in the British Army back in the early 1940s in North Africa, he was a, a medic, and he got sick. He said, I was in hospital for a year, a year with a, with a skin uh, ailment. They, they couldn't figure out, they couldn't get it healed. He said, I was reading my Bible. He'd gotten saved. He said, I was reading my Bible, and, and I saw that God healed. He said, you know, I know that God heals, and God heals by faith, but I just don't have enough faith. He said, then I came upon that scripture in Romans where it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. He said, so I started to take the word. He said, I was a medical orderly and I, I, I knew how to, he said, the, everyone by back then, he said, it seemed like every prescription had this on. It said, three times a day after meals. So he said, so I started taking the word like a medicine. He said, three times a day after meals. Within three months, I was totally healed. But it's, it's a putting it in. It's continuing in the word. God's will is for us to be well. Because there's one place in scripture that I found. One place in the, in the ministry of Jesus. There's one instance where someone came to Jesus and said, Lord, if it be your will. And that was a leper recorded in more than one of the Gospels. But the leper came and fell down before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. To me, it's kind of interesting. He didn't say if you're able. I think he probably knew he was able. He just wasn't sure it was his will. And how many people today, I feel like how many people today, that's the way we, we believe that God is able. I mean, every major religion believes that God is able. He's all-powerful. But do you believe that he will? Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing. Be clean. We have to settle that, that it's God's will for us to be well. Because until we know that, and how many times have you heard people pray, Lord, if it be your will? Concerning healing. Lord, if it be your will. Well, if you don't know the will of God, if, or let me put it this way. If you don't know it's God's will to heal everyone, how do you know it's God's will to heal you? How do you know, that, how do you know whether you're one of the, that you picked a winning lottery ticket? I believe it is God's will for us to be well. So that we can have faith and cry out to him. To me, either God wants to heal a few, or some, or most, or all. We have to know that it's his will to heal us. And he does want to heal all. He said, but pastor, not everybody that we pray for gets healed. Well, I always look at it this way. Not everybody that gets witnessed to gets saved. But that doesn't change God's will for the fact that he wants everyone saved. The fact that not everybody is saved or is getting saved 
doesn't negate God's will. God's will is still that everyone, he died for the sin of the world. He, he desires that no man, but, but that all would come to repentance. That's his desire. That's his will. And whosoever will, will receive it. And it's the same, for me, it's the same with healing. If it's not God's will for me to be well, then it must be God's will for me to be sick. I mean, what's the choice? And if it's not God's will for me to be well, and if it is God's will to be sick, then I'm rebelling against God every time I go to my doctor. But, you know, when you, it's crazy when you think of it that way. What's the doctor's trying to do? What God's trying to do? Can't, in a lot, most instances. Can help, maybe, but he can't cure some things. But he's still trying to do what God wants to do. And your own body wants to heal itself. I mean, God made us to be. God made your body to fight sickness and disease. In Isaiah chapter 53, just a great chapter on the atoning sacrifice of the coming Messiah. In verse 5, it says this, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And in verse 6, it says, But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. Talking about sin. Talking about the sin problem, the sin issue. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. In 1 Peter 2.24 it says, For he bore our sins in his body on the tree. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. So God bore the sin of the world. <coughs> Jesus bore the sin of the world. In his body on the tree. Some sin. Most sin. Or all sin. I mean we. It's like sure we, we agree with that. But then it talks about him bearing our sicknesses. And carrying away our diseases. Some diseases. Most diseases are all diseases. I don't believe he bore all our sin and some of our diseases. I believe he bore them all. First, in Isaiah chapter 53, for by his wounds we are healed. First Peter 2.24, by his wounds we are healed. Matthew chapter 8, in order to fulfill which was written of the prophet, he himself bore our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. He is our healer. He took upon himself the sin and the sickness of the world that we might be delivered from sin and free from sickness and disease. If it's not, you know, I look at it and I just say, if it's not God's will for me to be well, then why when the, when the Holy Spirit is manifesting, what we call the gifts of the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is manifest, why are two of those gifts gifts of healings and workings of miracles? I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Who's God? The Holy Spirit. And when God manifests himself, he manifests himself in healings and miracles, amongst other things. In, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, later in that chapter, it talks about ministries that God has put in the church. He talks about healings and miracles, ministries, miracle ministries. 
But I was reading F.F. Bosworth. I tell you, Christ the healer. You want to you read a good book. To me, the best book that was ever written. I mean, you may have your favorite. I've got mine. Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. And I have trouble reading sometimes because, you know, because I, sometimes I shake a little bit in the, and it's hard to read the words when the book keeps moving. So I found on YouTube, uh, some, his, son, his son, Rob Bob, Bob, Bob Bosworth, his son reading the book. So it's an audio. So I just throw it on, put it on there, and listen. I tell you, it'll, it'll put something in you. It'll stir you. See, it's, it's, it's planting something. Christ the healer. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.